Guys, welcome back to Witch Hunts and Weather Balloons. I'm Nigel. That's Ruben. Your boy. Ruben. <laughs> we're just your average sperm, my dudes. And we're picking up where we left off. Um, I don't even remember. It's been like a month. Well, we were talking, I think we left off right before Nids got involved. Yeah, right about all the weird shit. Started taking off, but... uh yeah, you ready to get into it, my dude? I know more about this fucking ranch than really anything in well, the whole world. At least any other ranch. No, <laughs> more than anything. I've typed more things on my computer than than I ever have ever. I've listened to the book probably four or five times now, all the way through. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess that's how much I've done it, but... It, nobody cares. About and I still pain. can't remember the dude's no, name. No, when I listen to books and stuff, it's just, uh, it goes in one ear and out the other, unless I sit there and pay attention, <laughs> then I fade it and out. I thought it'd be better than reading, because when I read, I'll go two pages deep, and I'm like, what the hell did I just read? <laughs> I gotta go all the way back. It's just a different kind of ADD. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna get into some fun stuff. We might finish it today, we might not. If not, we'll have a part three, and... Uh, then we'll find something else to talk about, but uh, let's let's get into this. Um, so pretty much right when the Shermans brought their prized, what do you call them? Their prized cows is right when the weird shit started happening. Like their prized Angus, they brought it in, and right when they got settled in is pretty much the second the scary stuff started happening. Well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it started day one. They brought four in. That's when the wolf started, and that's when all the creepy stuff started. Mm -hmm. But when they finished bringing all their cattle, that's when it really ramped up. Yeah, when they had settled into their house, mm -hmm. it, it, things got nutty. So what happened is um, it had it it went from the summer that they moved in to fall is when we kind of ended last time. And now we're getting into winter to deep winter. And uh, one winter evening, Terry was uh, wrangling cattle that had wandered too far away from the pack. And he noticed that one of his more prized Angus had gone missing. And he noticed that about a day ago, but he assumed it would you know, show its face, but it hadn't. And he uh, searched the majority of the property in two, de two feet deep snow when he finally saw cow tracks. And by the look of the tracks, it was obvious that it was running at full speed. It wasn't just little steps in the snow. It was just a pathway of cow <laughs> and uh he wondered why he because predators usually don't attack in blizzards that's something they'll attack he sees coyote and wolf footprints all the time um but not in the not when the snow's as deep as a fucking coyote is so he assumed it wasn't a predator and then he followed the tracks all the way into a clearing where they had stopped dead no sign of cow just like the skinwalker when they were chasing it down and they didn't find anything. Um, and after searching for hours, he's like, well, maybe I'm not going to get this one back. He gave up frustrated because those cows back in that day's money was about $4,000 profit. And that's a pretty big blow, especially you took care of it since it was a calf. And, um, um, so he had no idea what happened to it. And that's, that's the first, sign of his cows starting to disappear and he would lose four cows this winter and that's four times more than he would he had lost in his entire career so far yeah so he said he followed the cow and it was just kind of meandering and then it started picking up pace mm -hmm. and then going even faster until it finally was at a dead sprint and then the tracks just vanished yes yeah, yeah outrageous um i don't the explanation that I think is the only one is abduction, which they go to a lot. Cow was picked up, zoomed off, and the entire winter, which changes in the spring, but in the winter, he doesn't find any of these cows that go missing. Well, and that makes sense, especially from what you were saying earlier um, with predators. Mm -hmm. Even if there was a predator that had gotten to that cattle... Um, there would have been signs, there would have been blood, there would have been a struggle, there would have been a carcass. Yep. So the fact that there's just nothing except a dead end where the paths or the tracks just vanish, that would lead me to believe it's an abduction. 
that yeah that's it because it wouldn't be i don't think any other paranormal stuff would do something like ghosts it doesn't make sense um the one other thing um would be those portals yeah um if somehow there was a portal that the opened up and the cow happened to run into you know run through mm-hmm. um but that's the only other explanation I and that's what of. the nids team thinks about a couple of times mm-hmm. and a couple of different events they they talk about maybe it's a portal and so that's this is kind of the beginning and also the end of the craziness with the cow mutilations it mm-hmm. starts ramping up and he, they actually start finding bodies after the winter but it's kind of the same story every single time sorry and um so in this time he became paranoid and he spent sleepless nights watching over his cows trying to spot who'd be fuck who'd been fucking with him and one morning after a sleepless night on watch he was returning home when he noticed something out of the corner of his eye um, looking into a clearing, he saw an aircraft that uh, resembled an F-117 Nighthawk in size and shape, but he knew it couldn't be a jet because it was hovering only 20 feet off the ground very slowly, like a balloon in the wind, you know, just kind of you know, from it, <laughs> just you know, <laughs> how they make their way. And um, and it had, um, I think they say in the book, disco lights underneath it, scanning the snow. And... Um. Was it making any noise? No noise at all. So it was just slow. That's even scarier because even if there's a hum or something, but it's like, because when it's really snowing, when a blizzard's calmed down and it's just that deep snow, the only thing you can hear is your breathing and the, like the crunches of your feet in the snow. And it's actually kind of eerie. It's cool sometimes and peaceful, but other times it's a little eerie, especially when you're searching for aircrafts that are abducting your cow. Yeah. And I just had a thought. Um, I guess one plausible explanation could be maybe he's schizophrenic. Um, the only reason that I don't necessarily think that was it was because A, all of his other family members were seeing weird stuff. B, all of the other townspeople have stories of weird stuff. Yep. And C, he was convinced, uh, convincing enough to bring that Nids showed up. Yeah. Yeah, they... they they wouldn't buy the property and completely devote, I think, almost five, three to five years of their lives. Mm-hmm. They weren't there the whole time, but they took flights and just so much money to, uh, spent into this thing. But after he noticed it, um, he was observing it for about 15 minutes, and it was cold outside, and when you stand still in the cold, you get stiff. And he rotated his shoulders, and his shoulder cracked. Mm-hmm. And when it's that... If, when it's that silent out, it just sounds like a tree falling <laughs> in the woods. And um, as soon as that happened, the aircraft shut off. It went dead. And it, the nose of it turned towards him and stared at him and then just turned around and slowly <laughs> drifted away. I don't remember that at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of those uh, the same feeling you get in, in Legend of Zelda, The Breath of the Wild, when you're trying to climb a mountain, there's those big red floaty Ugh. scanner things. It seems exactly like that. You don't want to alert it. That that's pretty much what it reminded me of. But yeah, that was one of the bigger stories. Is when he 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 like stretches and he cracks his shoulder, and that's what alerts this this alien. Which in one sense, like okay, I could hear that. But the other, you feel like it would have seen him, right? It reminds me of a story that I was just reading about. Um, it's it's in Florida, breezy coast or coast breeze. That's the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a guy who is notorious for sorry. <coughs> He's notorious for taking like thirty photos, like Polaroid pictures of uh, spacecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to the point where he had people showing up at his door that were... Well, he says he had the men in black show up. Yeah. And he also had these uh, um, nerds show up. I can't... Fubu, Fibu, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, they showed up to help him figure out what was going on. But on many occasions, he said the same thing. The spacecraft would um, look right at him before it would either A, try to abduct him or take off. So somehow they're sensing, you know... Yeah, they have some, but you feel like if they had, um, I just feel like they'd be able to 
sends people before they sell. Like the Predator. Yeah. You know, he, he stands around. It's not just sound, but it's like a kind of vision where you can see heat and shit like that. I just feel... I don't know why Shoulder Crack alerted it, but him sneaking through the woods didn't. Yeah, you think a super intelligent race from, you know, some other solar system would have an early warning system or better scanners or something like you that? You think. <laughs> and MUFON is what you were thinking. MUFON, of. thank you. I had to Google it just now. I cheated for <laughs> sure, but I, I, it was bothering me too, but I knew what it was. And we should join it because they send you a card. Do they really? Yeah. I heard you get a badge too. You get a badge. I hope you get a badge. I'm, we do it. It's it's yeah. like when a uh, uh, me and my friends were bored at a sleepover, and we were watching late night television. You know where they send sell like fucking blenders or knives, and the guy's like, "But we'll give you so many more knives for free." And but like, there's only twenty minutes, <laughs> right? But they now. air the same commercial, and it's still it's the <laughs> same. Right? It's like okay, you're not running out of anything. But then this weird. It wasn't a cult, but it was uh, <laughs> it was a religion that no one ever heard of, and they would send you a handkerchief if you if you sent them. I think it was just a two dollar bill. They'd send you a handkerchief and something else in the mail. And I never saw that one. That was my favorite one because it, it was one of those where the he says something to someone in the crowd and the guy starts shaking and then throws up on the person mm. next to him and then dies and explodes and everyone's <laughs> clapping. You know, you seen those ones? I've seen those. It's the same televangelists. One. Yes, it's, he was a televangelist, but I just never heard of the church that he was advertising. Right, and I feel like Mufon's the same way. They're just like, "Hey, send us some cash," and then it's something you can bring up at parties, even though it's not an accomplishment in your life at all. It would be worth it just to have the Mufon badge. Yeah, although I've heard stories of them um, portraying police officers to get photos before the police do. That's not as cool. <laughs> That's actually cooler. Uh, you can get a lot of trouble impersonating a police officer. Well, just get a badge and say, this is MUFON. I need to get in here. Yeah, but MUFON, you're just three sweaty nerds in a van. <laughs> I've seen some sweaty, out-of-shape cops, too. Uh, they just wear true. a different uniform. But yeah, these guys looking fresh out of a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine cracking open the van and just the smell of body odor rolling B.O., Funyuns. Funyuns, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Funyuns are overrated as hell. What was the name of the guy that bought Nids? Or no, that owned Nids and bought the ranch? Um, I don't know. Rob Bigelow, that was his name. Yeah, which is, he should be a porn star. Or a gangster. A porn star. Bigelow is the most porn star name ever, dude. It, very much so because of that movie... Um, Deuce Bigelow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't a very funny movie. I actually no. don't like that movie at all. <laughs> no, it's kind of bland. <laughs> the, all those comedies back in the day are. They were hard. Yeah. The, like when my dad shows me those, like Adam Sandler was the pinnacle and all of his movies were Adam Sandler and friends and it was mm-hmm. the same people, but it was funny at least. Mm-hmm. But when his friends did their own movie, mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, not as good. Big yikes. Um, anyway, so after winter, spring came. Something changed. He kept losing cows, but the only difference for winter is that he started finding them again. This is when the cow mutilation became rampant. He would find cows with various holes and pieces of their anatomy surgically removed without a trace of blood seen. I think, not to interrupt, but I think the major organs, the hindquarters, and the... Um, reproductive organs were the usual targets. Which is like on humans. When right. They probe your ass, mm-hmm. jerk you off into a tube. <laughs> uh, oh, ears. They took ears yeah, with no, tags okay, Yeah, I forgot too. about that one. I yeah. forgot about that one. Ears were huge. Um, but that just might be... I don't know. Why would they want the ears? Anyway, it doesn't matter. We can keep circling about why they would do anything, but none of it makes any sense. Anyway, they contacted their local vets and told them what had been happening. And the pair, it was a, it was a senior vet, and they're not like a vet apprentice, but one that was a little younger, a little bit more open-minded, came and they uh, they said they would come take a look. And after and after looking at it, the senior one says, "Oh, this is a classic case of just animal attacks in the wilderness." And he's like, "Well, no, because 
it's surgical. That was the that's the word that they use all the time. You've got surgical cuts, no blood, yep. and you've only taken choice parts. Yep. And so, and I think that if it got out that that main vet took the side of the Shermans and the other guy, that it would kind of he would lose his reputation because no one else saw that, and no one would believe that cows are being abducted and mutilated. I don't. I don't think anyone would buy that. I do. <laughs> right. But if you're if you're trying to be a reputable business owner and you're saying these cows are probably abducted, I think that could hurt your... I think you can still be a reputable business owner and still try to support the creepy. Like, there's obviously something going on. There was... Um, well, I, I can never remember names. There was a couple of sheriffs um, in Texas and Oklahoma who really stood against cattle mutilations because this was the you know people's lifeblood, yeah. and they got a bad rap, but they still kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important, you know, especially if you're. I just forgot the word. Animal doctor, veterinarian. Thank you, <laughs> especially if you're a veterinarian. Um, you know, you got to be honest, even if it, you know, looks like something out of the ordinary. You just got to, it's out of the ordinary. You yeah. know, explain it like it is. Don't just vanish it away. That's what they did. They didn't diagnose anything. They didn't officially report anything because they had nothing to back it up. And so we don't know what the cause of them is. And that's actually why NIDS later brought their own veterinary because they had a field team and it was three people and it was two scientists, a physicist and I forgot who, uh, what else, and then a vet. They made sure they had a vet on them. And the vet after that diagnosed all of these as this isn't animal stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the original vet and, um, oh, good grief, the, the combo, the pair that showed up, and mm-hmm. the, the older vet was like, no, this is predators, and the younger yeah. vet... That happened when Nids occupied the farm, and that's when the guy was like, okay, we got to get our own vet. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they got their own vet. And and we can't cover every single... So after this mutilation, we're not going to cover anymore. So after this one is um, a lot more that they couldn't report. And we're not going to go through them because it's almost the same story every single time. And also... Doing research in just what I, I heard in the book, mutilations between 1995 and I think 2005, there was over, I think, 700 cattle mutilations. And, and every, everywhere around, everywhere there's cattle, it happens. And no one has ever gone or been convicted of the crime of mutilating cattle. There hasn't been one person caught. You'd think, you know, like if it was a person doing it to all these hundreds of cows, one person would have been caught doing it and never, not even once. I mean, it's funny to think that there have been witches and skinwalkers that have been prosecuted in actual courts before anybody has even been blamed for the cattle mutilations. Exactly. And and a lot of the reports that happen um, from here on until NIDS comes... Um, which is when things start to ramp up and the Sherman family finally decide this is it. We're done. We can't live here anymore. And that's, they don't sell the ranch, but they move and Nids eventually picks it up after this, after these things hit the news and, you know, people start talking and, um, a couple things that happened, uh, they saw, so they, they started (coughs) seeing light balls over the ranch basically every night. It became a common occurrence. Um, and they saw um, portals in the sky where if that can only be seen the entrance to these portals from the vantage point of the Sherman Ranch, which is which is crazy, where you can look on the side and it was just a dull orange glow. Walk to the right side of it. It's an orange glow. It's nighttime or daytime. And you look through the portal and it's a different climate, a different time of day through the portal. But you, if you were to look at it from the highway, it would just look like some shitty orange glow in the sky that you would never catch your eye. I think most of the time he was saying that passersby just confused it as a sunset. They just thought it was the sun going down. Yeah, and it, sometimes when you look at the sun, it's not that strong. And sometimes, you know, like especially that time of night, it's just kind of a dull color. And that happened 
every night. Not necessarily portals, but floating intelligent balls of light. Um, they also saw, or not saw, but experienced much more ghost activities. Mm. Right before mm-hmm. they call, I mean, everything. Doors slamming, kind of uh, poltergeist activity, uh, paranormal activity movie kind of stuff. Where people are getting grabbed by their ankles in the middle of the nights. Doors slamming. Uh, things disappearing all around the house, the kids reporting things. I do remember, so the wife, uh, Terry Sherman's wife, mm-hmm. she was constantly finding stuff in the microwave for some reason. It Like, just that was the place the ghost was like, here, that's great, microwave. Fuck your Hot Pockets. <laughs> and another couple uh, things started happening, like um, uh, UFO sightings, um, like the F-117 they saw before. Um, Cigar-shaped UFOs, your standard uh, Mexican hat UFO, they saw it all, everything. And some could be government, some could be, there's no way to identify it. Well, and um, Terry Sherman even said that he would, you know, stand on his stump and watch these portals. And a couple of times he would see stuff coming out of them. Yeah, black figures, Mm -hmm. giant, giant beings. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot how... Uh, this actually happens when nids come, but they being stepped out of these things at night when they used uh, it wasn't night vision, but the other one and infrared. They, infrared and they couldn't see the hole with their bare eyes. But when they scanned it with the infrared, that's when they saw the hole opening and the heat signatures of something stepping outside mm-hmm. that they that was massive, like on a massive scale. Like, I, I wouldn't even know how tall to say. I think they said 20 feet or something. Like, it was big. Like, it was pushing trees apart kind of big. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. I don't remember the exact height that they gave, but it was massive. And um, black humanoids staring through their windows. That's always fun. I love it when I wake up and see anything staring through my window. Yeah, so there's black humanoids, very featureless. I, I picture, like, a very tall gray alien, but... Just completely featureless and black. They saw them outside their doors, outside of their windows, which might explain the locks and bars that the previous owners had up before they moved in. And also at the foot of their bed, they saw these creatures. Didn't do anything, and I don't really know if they ever saw them move, but they saw their presence, which is the worst. Do you have any idea on what breed of alien we're dealing with? No, and I think there's so... It's so varied because we have a lot of info on the on the crafts, mm-hmm. but we have no pictures, hoaxes or not. We have nothing of the aliens. Well, and there's so many different craft and there's so many different kinds of aliens that have been written about. Yeah. Um, it's hard to peg down. But if I had to guess, you know, just because I think greys are the most common report. Yeah, that's and they're my favorite alien because they seem so non-threatening, but they'll go destroy all humans on your ass, which I have to play the new one I haven't yet. Actually, is it out yet? I don't know. I don't oh. think so. When that comes out, that's I, I playing it on the PS2, man, that was the best. The I never played act, that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> I cannot wait to play it with you. It's going to be experience, but It's so dirty. The alien is so raunchy. It's like uh, Leisure Shoot Larry. Yes. <laughs> And so, yeah, I couldn't diagnose the alien as you you would, because there's some theories that Earth is sort of a pit stop and kind of a gap. Like, there's a lot of like. There's uh, so many theories. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if we wanted to get into it, like. Oh, it'll have its own episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, like, there, it could have its own spinoff about every sort of alien that that's been reported. There's tall aliens, short aliens, fat aliens, lizards. octopus aliens. I haven't heard of those. Octopus aliens? Yeah. We know the theory that octopus aren't from Earth, right? Oh, no. Because their their DNA is so unlike anyone's DNA ever. Because they're so intelligent. They're insanely intelligent. And they think... And, and just the way their body works. And the, they can change colors. And the they chromatophores. Can, and they're, they're, <laughs> they're <laughs> insane. They're nothing like anything else. The, the theory is that they were brought in from asteroids uh that came just kind of hmm. how how humans were made right because what do they call it the primordial goop or whatever they call primordial it? ooze ooze that's what it is and 
And they say that life was brought from asteroids because for most of Earth's infancy, it was just getting pounded and pounded and pounded by meteors until um, the moon broke off from the Earth and actually works as a magnet for those. That's why when you look up at the moon, it's just full of craters because mm-hmm. it actually works as a very good... That's why we haven't been hit as frequently because the moon kind of absorbs that shit. So they're thinking that after the primordial ooze, after we started developing, there was a separate, which of course we've been, extinctions happen tons of times, that actually DNA from octopus are... Octopi. Octopi. (laughs) Are from a different planet or from somewhere else with life. And this is an actual scientific study that's actually getting traction that I read about. It's, it's, It's not just some fucking... Bro science. You've painted a picture in my head, and all I can think of is Gary from SpongeBob when he gets in a body, and he's oh. just a snail on a pedestal with arms and legs. And he just gains intelligence. Yeah, that's what I think of octopus where's the now. Cool Octopi. Yeah, and if they maybe that's that's what they think a lot about about a lot of mammals is they're probably intelligent as shit. We just can't understand them or speak their language or really even get a grasp on what they do, and. I don't know. I believe that because it is sad. I think mammals are the only things that we really feel bad for having in captivity. But having a whale or a killer whale in captivity is rough because we think of them as so smart. And they can they make friends. They have life partners. They communicate. They hunt together. Like, you see planet Earth. That shit's crazy, the things they do and pull off. And so they're probably just operating on a different frequency than, they, than we are. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like um, that movie. Mm-hmm. That one. Blackfish? No. Oh, good grief. My brain today. Oh, no. Based on a book. Free Willy. <laughs> they go into space. Have to bring a towel. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, dolphins. The dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks. You could have said dolphins. Couldn't I get got over like that hitch that. in my brain. <laughs> I know. I, my gears were grinding. When the pathways are all clogged. Oh. And then you just plunge the toilet. It all comes <laughs> flowing so back. Uh, yeah. And they were just super intelligent. That the, the, They knew the earth was getting destroyed. So all the dolphins just fucked off into space. Which makes sense. But you're saying it's the octopi. Yes, I yes. am saying that. Because there's long trails of evidence between the hu- the evolution of humans and that we evolved from whales, so they must have been here already. No, I like that. I'll have to look into that. I it's awesome. Everyone should look that. into it. I don't have all the information. It was I've read mostly just headlines about it. And I think I heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast. So it's actually <laughs> science. It's fact after it hits that. <laughs> but I think... Um, if Neil deGrasse says it, I'll believe it. I don't believe him. Because he says <laughs> the earth isn't flat. I'm kidding. <laughs> the earth is, is very, very... We're going to piss off all the flat earthers. It's a dome. The earth is a dome. It's not flat. Oh, get ready for the emails. <laughs> It's shaped like a donut. And there's a giant a ice donut? wall. There's a giant ice wall that we can't get past. You don't know this? Do you even watch Game of Thrones? My bruh? brain. My brain. You've broken it. There's a YouTube video that shows that uh, Game of Thrones is just an allegory of Flat Earth and other conspiracies. Dude, that reminds me. that you The ice wall. Um, huh? So that theory with the ice wall, apparently there's a theory with the ice wall with Nazis living in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. Where do you think they went? Cuba? They did go to Cuba, but... They definitely went to South America. Yes. Was it not Cuba? I think it was Argentina. Oh, that's right. It is Argentina. Wouldn't that be crazy? Just go to Argentina on vacation and you're traveling around and talking to all these Argentinians and all of a sudden there's some... Yeah. (laughs) I think, fortunately, they're all dead now, or at least almost all dead now. So... But yeah, they still have kids and stuff. Mm, Yeah. Would you like to step, you know, would you like to come to my house? No, Hansel, (laughs) I don't want any candy. (laughs) Get the fuck away from me. You killed him. You killed everybody. (laughs) That's a huge, that's a horrible legacy to have to live down. Nazis? (laughs) My dad was a Nazi. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I love that when Americans go on vacation over there, they fucking, they do not take that stuff lightly. No. 
There's some. Oh. Ca- I heard stories of comedians trying to do jokes like that. And it's zero laughs. Just you could hear a pin drop. They do not like that. They want to forget fast. <laughs> so does everybody else involved in World War II. Yeah. Except America. We keep bringing that shit up. Got to keep it light. Mm-hmm. Well, we were the heroes. I don't know if you <laughs> checked last time, but we were the only cool ones, apparently, the way that we learn it in school. We wrote the book. <laughs> Have you seen Saver Private Ryan? Uh, yeah. How, what all we would do for someone to meet up with their brother? Yep, yep. Ah, that was a big sidetrack. Very, but I liked it. So, 1995, crazy stuff happens. Family doesn't want to live there anymore. The kids are scared. Their their cousin's family <laughs> won't let them back there because all the crazy shit. And they decide to move. And that's when. All these headlines come out. It actually get starts to get really popular, national television, and that's, that's the messed up thing. When all the headlines came out and all the all the um, news came, you know, you know, news came out and the news channels were showing all this. Yeah. Um, the family was basically bullied. Like everybody around was just like, "Don't talk to those guys." Mm-hmm. When in reality, you got to embrace that stuff. Like if some like somebody's seeing aliens. Check it out. Definitely. Yeah, you can't. Don't alienate people for. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I was hoping we would just get over that speed bump. And it was, nope. it was bad on my end. That was my fault. And actually, that reminds me, speaking of that, when this started to get out, there's a story, remember in the book, when um, Terry Sherman was just minding his own business and he sees a car started driving up his driveway from the highway. And that really triggers him for some reason. If he sees any dust cloud of a car, he just gets ultimately triggered and this hippie type person oh, steps yeah. out and he says i want to i want to look around on your ranch i want to, and he wants to meditate he wants right. to meditate on the ranch and the whole time terry's like please don't dude and actually when he said he wanted to meditate you know terry kind of had his fucking boomer smile <laughs> just this, yeah. this idiot. all right and so he really didn't want it, but this guy's like, dude, I'll leave. Just let me meditate here for a second. And the guy goes out into this little soft patch and just chills out and starts meditating. And Terry sees, of course, coming out of the woods. How would you describe it? Pretty much a skinwalker, I think is what they describe it. Six foot tall, werewolf-like. Um... Was I don't think they saw this one. I think they just saw it. No, oh, you no, know, it ran out of them. <clears throat> ran at them from out of the woods. I thought this was one of those predator encounters. It just bolted out. No, nope, because they saw it. Because yep. he saw him stop. Yeah, right next to him. And this guy was kind of meditating. And then that's when Terry's like, "Oh shit, this thing is coming." He's grabbing a gun, aiming at this thing, and then it stops dead in its tracks and bolts the opposite direction. Well, it the, stopped right next to the guy meditating. Yep. And then the dude opened his eyes, freaks out. And pretty much says, fuck you for letting me do that. (laughs) And gets back in his car and leaves. Um, He was crying the entire time after. Yep, he was like like an anime when anything scary happens. (laughs) And the guy just has mucus and tears running down his face. And he grabs onto Terry. And Terry's like, if you don't get off of me, I'm going to hit you. (laughs) It's my property. I'll just tell them there's no camcorders. And the guy's like, I'll get off of you if you take me back to my car. (laughs) That's good memory. I I didn't even know what he said. That's exactly what he said. My brain. It holds on to the weird stuff, (laughs) not so much the important stuff. Oh, yeah. My brain holds on to all the shit that doesn't matter (laughs) even in the slightest. Anyway, NIDS comes along. 1995, the year I was born. So this stuff isn't... What? 95? Yeah, dude, 95. I'm I'm such a young buck, dude. I'm the youngest person in the world. (laughs) I just always forget how young you are. Yeah, so in 1995, so this is relatively recent as far as crazy shit being reported. There was cell phones out at this time. We had modern technology, and that's why NIDS was probably the most um, equipped to do this. NIDS stands for the, what was it, National, National Institute of Discovery, Discovery Sciences. Science. Yep, which doesn't make any sense. And it's an acronym. They never usually do. I think that it's one of those ones where they come up with NIDS before they come up with what all the letters mean. <laughs> well, it's like if we witch hunts and weather balloons, it's WOB. 
<laughs> Don't tell me that. Wob. Wob. Except uh, now I kind of like it. Wob. Yeah, we're keeping it. Yeah. We're keeping the name. Um, so, uh, what was the guy's name again? Which one? Robert Bigelow. Yeah. Decides, he starts this thing trying to make scientific discoveries. And the quote that they had when they were trying to employ, you know, the writer of the book, the main dude, he said, if you're trying to catch a fish, you don't go to where everybody's fishing. You go to the ponds less, you know, the paths less traveled by, basically, which is saying, if we're going to make some interesting scientific discoveries, it's not going to be doing what everyone else is. We're going to go discover it. Because if they were to find one alien spacecraft, that shits on everything any scientist has ever done it, ever. So that was the kind of their... Their recruiting model. It was his proving grounds. That's where he wanted to break into this. Yeah, because it's if you're just trying to start a business in something like if you were trying to start like a YouTube Let's Play channel right now, <laughs> it's gonna or a podcast or a podcast right now about conspiracies. <laughs> it would be really hard to break through the ice. It's super hard. So you have to do something other people don't do, and that's what that's what they're doing. And they did it pretty well. They didn't discover anything, and they went bankrupt, but they tried their goddamn darndest. I didn't know they went bankrupt. I don't think they exist. I think it ended poorly for them. Well, that's interesting, because I was just trying to rack my brain and see if Bob Bigelow did anything else. I think this was his one and only project. Probably. Like, what's the drummer for, oh, that guy who's doing everything now? Uh, I can probably get his name right here. Tom DeLong. DeLang? DeLang. Tom DeLang? Yeah. You know how he's starting all of his science research stuff, right? Oh. Um, Weezer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of that. He went and got a degree so that he could find aliens, and that's almost exactly what he said. I'm going to go get a de- degree so mm-hmm. I can find aliens. And so it, I think his... I don't think he's a drummer, though, is he? I thought it was a singer. Oh, uh, yeah, he's a singer. I don't know anything about anything, dude. <laughs> and it's Blink-182. Oh, we're on a different page. Me and you? Yeah. So you are talking about the drummer, and the lead singer of Weezer also did that. Went and got a degree so he could go find aliens. Hmm. But I think, and he's put millions and millions of, you know, you're, you're in Blink-182. You got some money. And he's doing the exact same thing as Nids did all, the, all this time ago. Do we know what he's digging into yet? Um, yeah, we we could probably do a separate episode all about it. But uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure the exact products. But he's been in the news a lot lately. Actually, well, mostly just in my specific Google feed he's been in. Yeah, my he, Google feed is messed up. <laughs> it's fucked. You know that, that little special news feed that Google gives you? Mine's garbage. Even it's, Reddit. I get emails from Reddit now all on UFOs and sightings and... I mean, it's great because I love it, but I can't show anybody. And according to YouTube, the only thing I've ever been into in my entire life is Beyblades, Tiny Homes, and Aliens. Nice. <laughs> we watched the, the one three. Beyblade video. <laughs> and it's I almost looking, bought you one the other day. Oh, that'd be so good, dude. We could let it rip. <laughs> but we got to get the illegal Japanese ones that can really do some damage. Oh, yeah. Where so, do we leave off? We were on tangents today. Mega tangents. We're not going to get as far as I thought we would. <laughs> that's okay. Anyway, NIDS came in. They bought it in 1995. And they recruited Terry Sherman as sort of a operator of the ranch or a ranch manager. <laughs> they, they, and to kind of take care of things while they were gone and to sit there and report. And let them know so they don't have to have someone there permanently. And... They, it's he found and reported a ton of stuff and said, hurry, get over here as fast as you can. That, to me, isn't the best way to do this. Because what would happen is he said, some crazy shit just happened. Fucking five-hour plane flight over. Get a hotel, unpack, drive over to the ranch. They missed everything. Half the evidence doesn't exist anymore. And they could never get a full picture. Schizophrenia. Probably. And, <laughs> like, they never got anything. So, not well, to spoil it, but they got some pictures. They got There's actually some a dope website that has all the pictures and everything. I never found that one. 
Oh, it's so good. I need to find that. A lot of it might be bullshit. Oh, but it's they, it is official pictures. But I'm saying bullshit because users can also post on it. Oh, and it has that generic picture of that. Uh, it's like uh, that beast in the middle of the road with the antlers that's all fucked up standing there that they use on every... I don't think that one's been disproved yet, though. I don't know. But I, they posted it there, too. Like, it was I will, part of the Sherman Ranch shit. There are some pictures where you're like, that's fake. Yeah. And then there's others where you're like, hmm, you know, what if? For our For our website, we should go stage a picture like that. But it's got to be obvious. Like with a string on a UFO, <laughs> something cool. But yeah, we'll do so. We'll do a cool, uh, um, a, a cool uh, hoax, if you will. The one big thing that they did encounter the Nids crew, um, because like you were saying, you know, they'd have to have Terry wait, or they'd have to wait till Terry called them. Mm-hmm. But there was one time the main guy that wrote the book, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, him and the astrophysicist were in mm-hmm. the woods, and that's when they encountered the predator on their own. Do you remember that? Yes. That was some shit. They said that. Uh, oh, they said that they were sitting there, and then in the tree line with the infrared. That's how they saw it. But if you drop the infrared, you can't see it at all. Mm-hmm. And they said it was getting closer and closer and closer, and they still could never see it. And. I don't remember how that encounter ended. Ended. They shot it. The Nids guys? No, Terry. Am I confused oh. here? No. Hmm. We'll remember. Eventually. Eventually. So, it was kind of a fucky operation when it came off the ground. And the, the Nids team, they there was sort of a fork in the road how they wanted to proceed. One wanted, let's lay out all the technology, cameras, trip wires, uh, infrared recorders, everything technological under the sun. This place will be 100% monitored at all time. If anything oh, happens, yeah. if a tree falls, we'll know what happened. If a cow goes missing, we'll know. And then the other argument is that we should do this as invasive, as uninvasive as possible. Yeah, that was actually Terry's argument. Yep, that was his argument because he he knows he's had a camcorder. He's tried to film this and he knows that if you try to get any sort of proof, you don't. Everything stops. And you're like y- you will never find it that way. And in the course of this, they sort of do both. There's time they do put up surveillance cameras all over the place. They do because remember they all get sabotaged and they think it's the government. I don't remember that. I remember that. And it and they, they got footage and all of a sudden, all of their um, recording devices, this is sort of before the story piddles off and something, oh. it's right at the end. And all of their camcorders start to die one by one and they were duct taped to a tree and it, uh, like the wires are getting cut, it's getting unplugged, and but they don't get any video of any of it. Of course Yeah, this is where the government conspiracy angle comes in. Exactly. And... And so they, when they start, they try it the uninvasive way. Let's just get in, sneak around, almost like you're hunting on the property, but we're hunting for spook shit. And it doesn't work out the best. So one of the first things that happen is Terry calls them and says, you guys have to get over here, right? Other, sorry, other than seeing balls of light, but they can't record it and they never catch it. And it's the kind of shit where they do fumbles with the camera, drops it right when he pulls it up. The thing's gone. That kind Blair of stuff. Blair Witch. Yeah, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, Cloverfield. It's a lost footage genre. Which I love that genre. I have a hard time with it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Does it make you dizzy or you just hate it? No, I, I have only seen maybe two that I liked. And I wasn't huge on the Cloverfield one. Yeah, it wasn't very good. All the other Cloverfield movies have been great. but that Yeah, one the one with... Um, What's his name? Where they're in the basement. Oh, Sullivan. So good. That one was so good. Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah, I really liked that. Because that was one of the only alien movies. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Every time somebody says spoilers, they spoil it before they say spoilers. But that's one of the only good alien movies as of late. Is it, I think it's 123 Cloverfield Lane. That's, that's it. what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's a bomb movie. Everyone should go see that. And also the Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix. Like, I haven't seen that one yet. That one's good too. Definitely check that out. But they need more alien movies. That's what I'm pissed about. And I'm going to rant about that until the day I die. Would you? Would you please? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Anyway, they... Oh, what was I saying? Oh, you were talking about how they had set up the cameras. The government... Uh, supposedly the government had come in and ruined the footage and cut up the cameras. Um, I think that was where we left off. Yes. And so when they first start, they, they don't... Nothing invasive. And that's when they start to miss. Terry Sherman called them about cows and... He said something really fucked up is coming on. And what had happened is him and his wife were sitting outside. And his wife said, I love these four cows so much. If anything happened to them, I would die. It's like the perfect setup in a horror movie. Yeah. It's it's one of those phrases where you're like, that was probably edited after the fact. And I, I don't know. So he says that all these four cows were jammed inside of a shed. He couldn't find them, but he heard them rustling in the shed, a shed that can't fit four cows in it. And they were screaming, and he's like, what the hell do I do? He opens the doors, and all four of these cows come rushing out. Weird. And it's weird that everything is so cow-related in this fucking episode. It's all about cows. We'll call this one the cow episode. And the NITS teams come, and they take out um, a device that records... Uh, uh, magnetic waves. Mag- EMF. Is that what it is? EMF. Electromagnetic frequency. Frequencies. Thank you. And they pull it in. They put it into that shack, and it is off the charts. And but there's no way that they can get proof from this. They can't get a solid reading. They can't explain what it's from. And it's basic. And so it's just like this giant magnet field there that may have attracted the cows. Or just some crazy shit happened and teleported all the cows into the shed on accident. So, oddly enough, with EMF, um, ghost hunters use it all the time to pick up ghost activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that could be poltergeist activity. Yeah, like, I guess that could. I mean, moving cows is a bit much, but maybe it was leading them. Yeah, I feel like eight ounces is about as much as a ghost could muster. <laughs> I've heard stories of ghosts doing some pretty cool things, but never have I heard a story of ghosts slinging cows. <laughs> <laughs> when you said slinging cows, like a drug dealer slinging cows, was <laughs> in my head. See, I was thinking like wielding, but I didn't want to go that route. <laughs> you got any bovine, brah? That fresh bovine. <laughs> um, also, the Nids spend sleepless nights with instruments trying to get readings little things buzzing through the air and they come up with nothing all the time and when we get um a website put up which we'll try and do here pretty soon i'm gonna post some of these pictures so you guys can see what they did come up with and you guys can make your own verdict because we could tell you all day long what they found what they didn't find but they did take some stuff and you can come and tell us if it's fake or not and it could be fake because it is a dying business. Like, the business is probably in trouble if you don't, like, it's not really profitable until you make a find. And on, on that subject, uh, I was just thinking, um, you know, he was, uh, Terry Sherman was saying, you know, don't post cameras, don't mark up the place because as soon as you start recording, everything disappears. Yeah. Which could explain a lot of why we haven't seen a whole lot of alien activity recently. Yep. Um, because everybody's got cameras yep. on them all the time. That's that's why we don't see cool shit anymore. Because Bigfoot is interdimensional, and Bigfoot can tell. I don't know about that. That's there's so that's that's my favorite theory of Bigfoot. It's like some interdimensional being that's like a caretaker of the woods. <laughs> Did we talk about Bigfoot in the black box yet? Uh, not the black box, but we did talk about Bigfoot in the first yeah. episode. And we got to talk about the black box now or later. Well, let's do it now. Why not? Tell me about the black box. The black box. So, um, I think it was Terry Sherman. Um, so, anyway, they end up, there's aliens in the house, and Terry Sherman encounters them and sees them with a black box. And Bigfoot shows up and touches the black box, or 
goes for the black box mm-hmm. and the aliens are like no that's your controller if you touch it you die and so he touched it and he died <laughs> you don't remember that no i feel like i should remember that that's what i thought you were getting at with the uh, interdimensional bigfoot damn it that would have been a great segue and no that's not what i was getting at i won't give myself the credit i'm a little fuzzy on the details i'll have to bring that up again next episode once yeah. i can flesh it out some more but speaking of next episode Episode three, baby. Yeah, episode three. We'll finish it up. We'll get into detail the last, pretty much three big events that happened before they say, fuck it, we're out of here. We can't. We'll we'll try to keep the octopi tangents to a minimum. Yeah, we went on like a 20 minute tangent. (laughs) But that's okay. That's us, baby. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's it for today, guys. Guys, be good. Behave. And I love your mouths. Love your mouths.